Welcome back, welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. We've been away for a little while, enjoying home. Praise God. Well, welcome Tallahassee. Uh, we looked over this post-COVID-19 pandemic, and what do we see? Oh my goodness. Woo! There are those who say we are not in a crisis. Mm. Others say we have the right to protest, which we do. That's our American right. Mm-hmm. Those who say we're going too far, and others are saying not far enough. Mm. But today, we've been talking for a long time about discussing the Sabbath. Yes, finally. Where in Genesis 2-3 it states, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. So on the seventh day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he rested. Praise God. You know, those protesters, uh, they haven't rested at all this last 63 <laughs> days. They didn't get a 63 straight days. They have not been paying attention to the Sabbath mm. at all. Whether it's a Saturday Sabbath or a Sunday Sabbath, they've been ignoring it totally. And just like, what is that? They talk about our church with his head in the sand. Mm. Too many of us got our heads in the sand. So what we want to do is start from the beginning. And let's start with God's word. Yes. Yeshua, Jesus, he says, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Correct. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And you can find that in Mark 2, 27, 28. First, the Sabbath is a specific, specific, <laughs> thoughtful gift for the Creator to serve His creation. Correct. Secondly, God the Almighty made the Sabbath to ensure mankind's physical and spiritual well-being. That's why they all going crazy out there. Mm. God is not in the midst of all that confusion going on across the country. And he's not the author of confusion. Mm. Thirdly, Jesus, Yeshua, claims the authority, making the point, the Lord teaches us how to keep it, not whether to keep it, Offering no alternative. So you're supposed to keep it. And just I want to make a little bit of clarification. We're talking about the Sabbath. Yes. There is no Sunday Sabbath. I just want you to know that because we're going to prove that in our words today. Watch out because sticks and stones may (laughs) break your bones. But you know, when you put your head above the crowd, there is always someone who wants to throw a rock at you. But I do not think it's a good So guess where the word Sabbath comes from? From the Hebrew word Shabbat. Mm. So a lot of times we hear in the Hebrew faith, a lot of people say the word Shabbat, which can mean to keep or observe the Sabbath, which is translated as the Sabbath throughout the Old Testament. Because God rested after six days of labor, the Sabbath is also our day of rest. Yes. And a memorial to his creation and to our creator. He wants us to remember not only what he did in the physical creation, 
but also that his spiritual creation continues in us right now. When God blessed and sanctified the seventh day, he made it holy. And holy means we are set apart for God's use. Only God can make a day holy. And he does this by putting himself through his spirit into it. But I just want you to know that even though the Sabbath is a day of rest, it's really a day of rest for us because we know God and Yeshua Yeshua as one are always working to make things stay in place. Because if they didn't work, boy, the gravity would be all over the place. Planets would be falling from the sky. Stars would be dropping because we know that they are in control of the heavens and the earth. Praise God that we have our feet planted on solid solid ground. ground. That's right. What a mighty God we serve. So, hey, continue to stay with us as we talk about the Sabbath. It it should be a comfort to those who keep the Sabbath. Yes. And an eye-opener to those who believe they're observing the correct day of the Sabbath. But before we get started, we want to take a break uh, to recognize Dr. Elton Powell, my doctor. Yes. Uh, at Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Just call him at 850-402-9061 for an appointment or visit his website, uh, dynamicspineandwellness.com and let him know that Stone Builders referred you because he can help you with weight loss, mm. uh, spinal decompression. Yes. Uh, he can help you with male enhancement. Uh, He can help you with uh, female issues. He can help you if you've been in a car accident, workers' comp, all those things. He has a natural homeopathic uh, solution for you. Praise God. Well, we'll be right back. Sun comes up, it's a new day dawn. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, oh, let me be seen when the evening comes. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Anne-Marie Baker and I used to have severe excruciating right arm and neck pain thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center I no longer have any pain or discomfort and my issues were resolved without having any surgery Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again at Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Living Stones International while working here at Wave 94. 
I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Stone Looters Hour. Uh, before we get started, we just want to remind you that you can listen at your convenience, on your time, on your schedule, yes. to the Stone Builders. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and my favorite, Spotify. All right. But you know what? You can also become a Stone Builder supporter with a gift of any amount. And you can do that by going to our website at welivingstones.org. Or, hey, right away, cash app, uh, dollar sign, LStones51. That's a fast and easy way to make a gift into fertile ground and to support Living Stones in this program. Praise the Almighty. We love you, Radio Family. So as we get started, this yes. return, because uh, we just want to, we love the Lord with all our heart and soul. And uh, and we really enjoy studying the word. Yes. Uh, we also enjoy studying history, and we're not enjoying so much what we're seeing around us because it's like people are like the ostrich, which they're with their head in the sand, and the hate that every it's like the the offense. Everyone's of everything is offensive to everyone, and this is not of God. It's not of God. And we want to start with the beginning, and that is to talk about the Sabbath, because it was made for all of us, yes. because we are sons and daughters of the Almighty. And he gave this day to us. After he worked all the time, he set aside a day for us to just rest in him. Mm -hmm. Truly. So the talk on whether the Sabbath is the seventh day, Saturday, or some say Sunday, the majority of Christendom celebrated on Sunday, the beginning of the week, it's not really debatable. The Almighty God clearly blessed 
and sanctified the seventh day at creation and made a special point of making it very plain to his people that he had done these things. Therefore, it's illogical to believe that he would secretly remove his blessing and sanctification from the day without clearly and plainly telling his people. And no such statement exists. Not in the Bible. The seventh day is blessed, sanctified, and to be rested upon. Little doubt that God will have instructed Adam and Eve, his first human children, and how to keep his Sabbath holy. Those simple instructions were later repeated to Moses, to Isaiah, and of course, to Jesus Christ himself. Boy, sanctified. When you talk about something being sanctified, you're talking about it being holy, being separate and apart. The word sanctify is in Genesis 2, 3. And the word holy, which also signifies sanctify. I was thinking about the little song there, <laughs> sanctified monkey. But in Je Exodus 28, they're the same word in Hebrew, just different tenses. Yeah. In Genesis 2, God makes the seventh day holy. In Exodus 20, he commands us to keep it holy. What he has already made. Holy, 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 holy. Yes. holy. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Lord God Almighty, he made it holy. A holy God is required to make holy time. And he made no time holier other than his Sabbath. Yes. God can make man holy. But man cannot confer holiness to the same degree that God does. Mm. And we know that. Any other day of worship has a mere man-made holiness. Man-made, not God-made. And is not holy as God's Sabbaths are holy. And in that prospect, you, if you go to Exodus 3, uh, 1 through 5, uh, remember, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. And as it reads, he was the priest of Midian. And he led the flock, Moses led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And remember, if you remember the story, the bush was a burning. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Mm. Almost uh, like the story of the three Hebrew boys. Yes. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, mm. Moses. Mm. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Holy. In other words, it was sanctified ground. Mm. How many of us really mm. are aware? I think that's one of the misnomers with all of the things that are going on with 
the protesters, the taking down of statues, that's history. And we always talk about how we're history bust. If you lose your history, you don't know where you came from. You don't really know where you're going. And more times than not, you're going to repeat the same mistakes. Just think man has had wars, rumors of wars, Mm -hmm. devastations, famines, Mm -hmm. all because we're not turning ourselves to God. Mm. We're not being holy. We're not being sanctified. Too much. Our, oh God, we perish for a lack of knowledge. knowledge yes. And uh, man without roots. Yes. Man without knowledge. knowledge. Yes. And those folks who may be idolized now, it really helped us to be where we're at now. And when a college professor talks about we should take away the study of history out of curriculum. You're crazy. That's just stupid. Who, why are you trying to dumb down this world and this nation so that you can control the narrative? That's not God. But, but and then all things, history is what makes a people. Mm. Even though we talk about slavery and what it did to us, it bore us a certain strength and testament of our will mm. to survive. That's You can't change that. Right. If I had to go back and change that, we might not be the people that we are today. So I'm grateful for my history mm. because it does it prepares us to be greater than who we are right now. Well, the underlining implication of the usage of holy is difference. Yes. The verbal root literally means to cut, to cut out, mm. to separate from, or it can apply to make a cut above, thus to make special. Yes. A holy thing is an object that is different from that to which it is compared. In this case, The other six days are common and are given to the use and pursuit of the common, ordinary activities of life. What do we always say? Mm. This is tedious. (laughs) (laughs) Practically, it means that when the Sabbath arrives, we should stop doing tedious Mm -hmm. and avoid the mundane things that make or promote turning the Sabbath into an ordinary day. Now, just a little bit of a side, I can remember because we did not really understand the day of the Sabbath, but in when you think about in days past, people did not work or did anything on Sundays. That's right. Stores were closed. Especially liquor stores. Yes, there was nothing. <laughs> there was no activity because we attributed it that it was a special day separate from the other days. Yeah. So now Friday night to Saturday evening is the same kind of thing that we need to be promoting as the Sabbath and that it is a separate separate and apart from the other days. And that's a time to give praise and worship to the Almighty. Uh, connect with your loved ones and families. Yes, it's about and family. Just be in commune to be on one accord with him. Yes. And that's why it's so important that we get back to our basic roots, to the word, to God, 
because we are now living in perilous times. And I think that is an really a contribution of COVID-19, even though we don't want to admit it, but we are now being more with family. We are now being in a close-knit situation where we have to kind of hide ourselves and cover ourselves and how much more to do that than to be in prayer and in covenant with God. But like the other commandments, the fourth commandment deals again with relationships. Remember those first three, four commandments are dealing with relationship of man with God. One set of relationships, the business and workaday world is one, is broken off or stopped on Friday at sunset. Mm. And another set of relationships, the spiritual one, begins to be emphasized. We need to be in prayer. We need to give praise. Um, we just need to be in a quiet moment of rest so that we can re-energize ourselves. Right. In addition, the commandment looks back on creation, identifying that we are to keep the seventh day because God, the creator, set it apart at creation. Yes, he did continue to tune in for more reasons why we must keep the Sabbath holy because remember there's always um, like Deuteronomy 28 there's the time for blessings <laughs> and then the time for curses and Ooh. we will distribute we and talk about of right all now. of that <laughs> I mean, did we have just some hurricanes just yes, going on and everything yes, we did. I talked to our our second daughter we talked to Lena today and uh, she was talking about how the storm has reached the Philadelphia area wow and uh, rain and storming and and and, uh, and how it's passing through now that's something that started Here. down in the Gulf yes and now Praise God, it took a right turn and went straight up the coast. And some people have lost their lives there. And if you don't believe in God, that don't get your attention that he mm -hmm. is in control yes. of the elements. He makes it rain and shine. I, I decide who was going to rain on. Yes, it Boy, does. better get humble. Get on your knees. And we're going to take a commercial break. And we'll be right back. There will be mountains that I will have to climb. And there will be battles that I will have to fight But victory or defeat, it's up to me to decide But how can I expect to win if I never try? If someone loves you, they don't hit you Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Dating or relational violence is an act or threat of violence by one member of a couple against the other person in a relationship. It's also when one partner tries to maintain power and control over the other through abuse or violence. The abuse can include isolating you from others, threatening you, your family, or even themselves if you don't do what they want, physical violence, or sexual acts. This is not about love. It's about control. It's not about anything you did wrong. It's about control. If you're in a relationship like this, you're not alone. There is help. Contact Refuge House, your school guidance counselor, or law enforcement. Just remember, there is help. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Two 
tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Welcome back again to the Stone Builders Hour. And one of the things that JC had mentioned, praise God, we were talking about the 10th the, the Commandments. And I uh, just wanted to review those 10 commandments because some folks might not be aware of them. Some things we just can't take for granted yeah, sometimes. That's true. So that first commandment that the Almighty gave to Moses on Mount Horeb is that, number one, you shall have no, no other gods before me. Yes. And number two, you shall not make for yourself an idol. Raven mm. images. Mm. Oh, God. Now, if they were tearing down those statues for another reason, because they were graven images, likeness of God, then I wouldn't have no issue with it. <laughs> but number three, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Oh, man, it's being... And, and how we grew up was you should not take the name of the Lord in vain. Yes. Mm. And number four, this is number four, what we're talking about, the day subject, the day topic. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Mm. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And then the next one, what goes back into relationship. Number five, honor your father Mm. and mother. I know a lot of parents are watching their kids up there riding all across the United States. There's children, those parents who have children who are out there killing and murdering and burning and thieving and everything. Oh, my God. I praise God for that grandmother who turned in her grandson because she saw him uh, 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 with riotous behavior. She turned him in. Praise God. You shall not murder Oh, Lord, is crying because yes. nine-year-old children are being killed. Yes. Children in Chicago, children yes. everywhere. There's children who are being abused sexually. There's children. Oh, we're putting so much harm on these children. And men and women, number seven, you shall not commit adultery. There's a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of tomfoolery going on yes, uh, right is. now during these last days for sure. And then number eight, you shall not steal. So all those people who broke in, stealing widescreen televisions, mm-hmm. stealing liquor, stealing clothing, stealing everything, y'all have broke a sacred commandment that the Almighty put down. And the thing about it, we were watching, uh, uh, <laughs> we were living in Pensacola, we were at Hurricane Ivan. And uh, and they were showing people looting. And there's yeah. no power. <laughs> they yes. take and tell me he ain't got no power for three weeks. I guess they just kept it in the box until then. And number nine, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. I've been lied on, mm-hmm. cheated, talked about, mistreated. And then the, the tenth one. 
You shall not covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. Oh, God. You know? So just... That's why God requires his children, his creation, to treat the Sabbath day with respect that's not required at any other time but that Sabbath day. And just look at Isaiah 58, uh, 13 through 14. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, Mm. nor finding your own pleasure, Mm. nor speaking your own words, Mm. then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and feed you with heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. That's why we need to know history. Yes, we do. Your heritage, your lineage. Yes. Oh God, we need you right now. I wanted to, at the beginning of the program, uh, say a blessing and just a moment of silence for the young boy um, when you're talking about the killings in Chicago. Uh, who was nine years old, just playing outside his apartment building, his home, and was shot in the chest. Mm. He was nine years old. Someone thought it not robbery to take his life at nine years old. Here was someone who had his whole life ahead of him. What about the person who killed him? Are you saying that now you're God? Uh, I was just kind of sickened because I think about my own grandchildren and we pray for them constantly that no harm shall come to them. But, you know, if we knew God, if we were keeping the Sabbath, if we were doing the things that are God's ways, perhaps some of this would not be happening. And, you know, Jesus, Yeshua says in his own words in Mark 2, 27 through 28, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So we don't have any control over that. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Thank you, Jesus. We need to be giving some reverence to that. These verses contain, I believe, a number of things critical to Sabbath keeping. Jesus refers to the Sabbath as a specific day. It is the Sabbath, (laughs) not a Sabbath. Mm. The Sabbath was not made for its own sake as were the other six days, but as a service to mankind. Because even when God was working, what he said on the evening of and the next day was considered a day he was working. He was forming the waters. He was putting together the hills and the mountains. He was creating life. An alternative translation would be that it was made on account of man. Yeshua presents it as the creator's specific and thoughtful gift to man. Thank you, Lord. It was not made just for the Jews or the Hebrews or the Israelites, but for mankind. Because what was supposed to be our mission as believers? We were supposed to make disciples 
of all men. Go out and spread the good news. Yes. When God created the Sabbath, he intended it from the beginning as a universal blessing to benefit mankind. Mm. He made it to help ensure man's physical and spiritual well-being. Mm. Uh, a lot of us might be uh, overweight, overdone, uh, <laughs> tired out. Uh, what's that word? Burnout? Because we're not observing the Sabbath. That's right. The broader context reveals a disagreement on how it's kept. I mean, that's been going on since, since the, <laughs> the Council of Nicaea, but we'll get into we'll that get the Council of Nicaea. a little bit later. Jesus claims to be its Lord, its owner, its master, and he thus lays claim to his right to show by his example and verbal instruction on how to keep it, not whether to keep it. Because every time he taught and did teaching, even as a 12-year-old boy, he did it on the Sabbath. Since he expresses no disagreement with keeping it, he implies that he expects man to keep it. Yes, he does. He has a perfect opportunity here uh, to reply that it, if it didn't matter, we didn't have to keep it. But he never gave that indication. Ever. Never. In fact, he said, I came to not to change the law, but to fulfill it. So that means fulfill the Sabbath. Yes, it does. You know, while most Christians will not outrightly reject nine of the Tenth Commandments, there is one that most do, and that is the Sabbath that mm -hmm. we just read about. Right. But you may read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you will not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of Sunday. Mm. The scriptures enforce the religious observance of Saturday, a day which we never sanctify. The law created by Yahweh, Elohim, Jesus Christ included a seventh day or Saturday Sabbath. Neither Christ nor the apostles sanctified the change to Sunday. Nearly 300 years after them, the Church of Rome did. And that's what we'll talk about later about the Council of Nicaea. That's when it actually it changed, changed from Saturday to Sunday. Now, don't go by what I'm saying. Go by. That's why you need to keep that history alive because it's all in the history books. That church and her daughters, the Protestant churches, continue to bow to that church's authority rather than that of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, God my God is an awesome God. In Exodus uh, 31, 12, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, mm. that you may know that I am the Lord who Ooh, sanctifies what? you. I Sanctify am the you. Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath. Therefore, for it is holy to you, Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. It's going to be doing what? 
um, that for whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Mm. Work shall be done for six days. Yes. But the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Mm. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. Perpetual meaning forever and ever, never, 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 never. Yeah, that's what it means to me. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Mm. Even God needed time to take a break. Mm. Praise God the Almighty. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I think some you know, of the points, we talk about some of the points about the Sabbath, and we talk about that. The Sabbath is a sign of who is the true God. It's a sign of God's people. And it is sanctified. I don't know how many times we got to say that. It also incurs the death penalty. And it is a perpetual covenant. It is separate and distinct from the old covenant given at Mount Sinai. Not only did the events in this uh, passage takes place 40 days after the proposal and the acceptance of the old covenant, but God revealed the Sabbath to the children of Israel. So there's no getting around it. And, And as I stated earlier, part of Jesus Christ's earthly ministry was to fulfill the law, not to destroy it. That's in Matthews 5, 17 through 18. And it just reveals the intent of which the Sabbath was developed. You got something else? Yeah, that's what we call him, the Elohim, mm-hmm. the all-powerful one, yes. creator. God is the all-powerful creator of the universe, and he knows all because he created all, and he is everywhere at all times. That's why they call him El, which yes. is pure yes. for Elohim. Yes. He's El Shaddai, yes. the all-sufficient one, yes. the God of the mountains, mm. God Almighty. God is the all-sufficient source of all our blessings. Yes. He is all-powerful. Yes. Our problems are not too big for him to handle, but we must first invite him to yes. be our Lord and Father, yes, through his son Jesus Christ, and it's so interesting when I was uh, looking at this and developing um, our whole program and looking at it. And I I trust that you're enjoying some of the songs that are coming in between. One of the things that I just found is that when we truly get in his presence, it changes our whole mindsets because I really wasn't feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) but as I begin to just pray to him and worship him boy the atmosphere changed Mm. so one of the things that we have to look at can man do that for us Mm. only God can do that and so it's sobering to realize how that blind spot has led so many of us unwittingly to accept man's authority over Mm. God's authority maybe you should share uh, when uh, you were on a youth trip 
with uh, some uh, children at a church service and the presence of the Lord uh, came and there was a shift in oh, the atmosphere yeah. where there was an actual veil of his presence. We, uh, from New Dimensions Christian Center, we took our youth group and it was about 20 youth that we took plus maybe almost seven to, to eight um, adult ch- chaperones. Um, we were staying in a hotel. Uh, the conference was, the church was nearby. And it was a lot of not difficulties in getting started. The vans weren't acting right when we were in route, but we were determined that we were going. Mm-hmm. And it was held at that time by uh, uh, the church in Orlando. But one of the things that Tampa, yeah, Tampa, that's right. But when we got there, um, the kids were excited because this is really the first time. Not some of them had really left for vacation, but it was the first time that they had gone like how the adults go mm-hmm. to conferences, right, to church right. conferences. So they were excited. But when the service started, it was it was as though the presence of God had been ushered in. Yeah. And even the children who were antsy going down, you know how they always ask, are we there yet? Are we there yet? The, it was just a calm that came over um, the whole service. Mm. And the uh, person who was presenting was just bringing up child after child to kind of pray over them and to wish them well and to give them gifts and all of that. But it was so funny. Gifts because, of the Spirit. Yes. So it was so funny afterwards that... Our children got speaking in tongues. They got laying on of hands. They themselves were so excited about what God was going to do to them and work through them that they couldn't, they were staying up all night. I know as adults, we were ready to go to sleep, but they weren't. So we actually they stayed up with them. On them. They did. And so we actually stayed up with them so that we could talk about it, learn about it, open our Bibles, read. And so when we went to the service that next day, it was as though they were on fire. Yeah. They were the ones now wanting to go up to the altar yeah. and talk and go back and forth. So That's it was great. Right. Yeah. Sometimes when you come into the presence of the Lord and you submit, hey, sometimes you can go not even expecting a That's blessing right. or a miracle. But God will open up the windows of heaven and he'll make a decision on how he's going to pour out and touch you. And I know that he has touched each one of those young people's lives. Also, lives of the folks who are in church were witnessing uh, the young people uh, with new talents and new giftings. It was a surprise for everyone. It was, because they weren't expecting that so young of youth to be able to come back with that kind of on fire. And now those kids are being shot and killed. Uh, Here it is, like 15 years later, uh, what happened if uh, it's just it just breaks your heart? Well, you know, that's why we need parents. That's Uh why we need adult intervention, mentors and things of that nature. But we're going to stop right here and we will be right back to continue with the rest of the story. Yes. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. 
I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. Everyone wants a comfortable, quality, affordable home they can own and be proud of. Affordable home ownership is now reality in Recolor Gardens in Crawfordville. Just 25 minutes from downtown Tallahassee or the beach. The developer with 40 years of experience builds each new home with modern kitchens, with two, three, or four bedrooms, and with many options such as screened-in porches, large garden bathtubs, and built-in electric generator plug-in outlets to help you make it through the next storm. Down payment and closing assistance for multiple government programs, credit repair, and mortgage loans are available. Call or text Lamar, 850-727-3532 for an appointment to see your next home. That's 850-727-3532 or visit McCullough Garden Properties, LLC.com. That's McCullough Garden Properties, LLC.com. Welcome back. I am so looking forward to celebrating the Sabbath this weekend. Wow, are you ready to celebrate the Sabbath? I am. Which is the fourth commandment. Remember, before we delve into all this, you can become a supporter. Just visit our website, welivingstones.org or Cash App. Dollar sign, Stones. 51. It's still not too late in time for 2020, uh, 2020 uh, tax year. Yes. Uh, we are uh, tax deductible. And for all y'all, even though uh, some of you have been laid off, you're getting $275 a week plus, plus. another 600 That's like $875 a week. <laughs> that was over $3,500 a month that you were receiving from March until it just ended. So make a sacrificial gift that that continues on and it'd be renewed. Yes. Because a lot of, a lot of folks, man, that was a mighty blessing. Because you were making more staying home mm-hmm. than, uh, than working. 
So now that y'all had a taste of it, you know, did y'all make sacrificial gifts? So make a sacrificial gift and 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 just thank God. Yes, for it. But Two living stones. Yes. Through cash out. <laughs> Dollar side. <laughs> L stones, 51. Praise God. When you look at um, the Ten Commandments, I believe there's not been one that's been kind of abused as much as the Fourth Commandment. Oh, yeah. Keeping the Sabbath. Uh, surely it is considered sometimes the least of the commandments. But remember, those first four are our personal relationship with the Lord. So I don't consider that least. When considering the other nine, theologians have little to argue over except variations of what they might consider as breaking their spirits. But, you know, when you think about that, uh, that's like people say, well, I only tell a white lie. A lie is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a small one or a big one. <laughs> Nearly all churchianity and churchianity. church folks okay. <laughs> that we should obey the other nine, but they almost universally ignore the fourth as irrelevant, having been replaced by Sunday. Romans 1, 24 through 25 states, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to yes. dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator mm. who is blessed forevermore. And he already said the penalty is death. death. Oh my God. Mm. Help us, Father. You know, Paul argues that God gave them up or abandoned such idolaters to uncleanliness. Yes, he did. Therefore, any religion other than the true one, the one that gives his undivided loyalty to the creator, is a creation of man, a curse and a merits punishment. Mm. How good can it be to exchange the truth for the lie? Mm. In this context, uh, the lie is that one can profitability can profitability can profit can profit profit <laughs> all right worship someone or something other than the true God mm. worshiping things other than the Creator turns the thrust and direction of our lives off the true path of God's purpose. Though those objects may be otherwise harmless in themselves, it is a sin to give them the devotion that rightly belongs to the Creator. And you know, in Romans, mm. it continues and says that they have no excuse mm. because they know the truth. Yeah. Because God put it in them. Right. So John 4.24 proclaims that those who worship God must worship him, and we use it all the time, in spirit and truth. The worship of God involves the our total life, and therefore it cannot be confined to just this place or that place for an hour or two on any given day. Our worship must be guided, motivated, and empowered by his Holy Spirit. 
Further, it cannot merely be sincere, but it also must be true. Because we say we worship on Sunday and that is the Sabbath, doesn't make it necessarily so. Attitude is extremely important, but it alone does not replace the truth. And yeah. all of y'all should be aware of that when you know you have your children, because <laughs> they're good for that. Ah, they can ah. tell the big lies. They call them fibs. <laughs> they can tell it and, and then looking you dead in your pan with, with them big cheeks, rosy cheeks and smiling and big eyes thinking, oh boy, I got mom now or I got dad until they're <laughs> caught. And there's another story. Thus, the second commandment covers the way we worship God in spirit and in truth. Yeah. We talked about that when mm -hmm. you mentioned the Ten Commandments. But when Jesus or Yeshua was asked what the first and greatest commandment of the law is, he said to love God with all your heart all your mind, and all your soul. Anything less will affect the quality of our worship. And I said that today. I wasn't feeling this subject yes. today. But once I got into it, started playing um, my worship and praise music, and started delving into the subject, how the atmosphere changed. Hmm. So the primary witness is with our lives. We show ourselves to the world as being followers of Yeshua. Each believer witnesses before the world of his worth to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's so are you worshiping? Yeah. Are you showing your worth? Because if we're seeing what we're seeing now, mm. this is not a good sign. This is not. And that's why you got to press Towards, towards the mark, the mark of a higher calling. Yes, and press <laughs> means that there's something pressing against you. Yes, but you still have push forward. Push yes, forward. You know, in making our witness, we carry God's purpose to the world through personal conduct and preaching. Yes, but how can we witness well unless we know what to do? How can we know what to do unless we are taught? This is a major purpose of that fourth commandment. It provides a means of the unified instruction and is therefore a major factor in the conversion process. Yes. Mm. Uh, because the Sabbath, and Pastor, I'm going to have you look up Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Um, just so that we can have that to read over. I think, do I have it? I got it. Okay. You got it? Mm -hmm, I got it. So because the Sabbath is from creation and the Creator Himself set the pattern for man by resting on it, it has universal. It's, it's, it's universal. Yes. There's no getting around it. It is not from one of the patriarchs or Moses or from the Hebrews because none of these existed when it was created. The Bible shows three times in two verses that God very clearly inspired the seventh day, not a seventh day. Right. And Matthews 28, 19 through 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And we talked about that a little bit earlier. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all all things that I have commanded you and lo I am with you always hmm. even to the end of age amen 
Uh, one of the things when you talk about just some of the Sabbath, there's uh, individuals who believe that it was changed to Sunday, but when you go back to look uh, and it was changed the first day of the week, there's nowhere in the Bible that you can find that. And there are a couple verses that you can look at with that. One is Matthew 28, 1. And, it, and that was the story when Mary Magdalene and Mary came to find Jesus at the tomb. Now, and it states, now after the Sabbath, uh-huh. as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And it was specific. He And this was written by Matthew several years after the New Testament church came into being. So they already knew that Yeshua rose on the Sabbath day. This was the day that morning, the next morning. So the scripture tells us plainly that three days and three nights after all that was done away with had uh, and Yeshua had been uh, securely down to the cross, the Sabbath was still the day before the first day of the week. That's another whole history thing we'll get back into. Later on, and that's where in the in in the beginning right. he tells you how those days were made. Yes. That first, first day was from the sun down all to the next, the next Sunday. Was first day. Yes. So that's where I think a lot of us got somehow we get Confused. We got off track yes. and confused. One point is here plainly proved. Many tell us that the Sabbath command is merely for one day in seven that it does not have to be the seventh day of the week, but merely the seventh part of time. Uh-oh. They argue that Sunday, being one day out of seven, fulfills the command. But this passage, passage in Matthew 28:1 states in plain language that three days after all abolished things have been done away with, the Sabbath still existed, and that it was the seventh day of the week. Hmm. But we know the day was changed later. Thank you, Lord. We'll come into that. And I'll do one more. Mark 16, 2. Very, and it kind of says the same thing. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. This first day of the week was according to verse 1, when the Sabbath was passed. So this text then proves the same thing as Matthew 28. The Sabbath was still the seventh day of the week. And these were the apostles writing this years later right. after it occurred. So things haven't changed. You can find it in Mark 69, Luke 24, 1, John 21, John 2019, 20, Acts 27. And the last one uh, that you can look in that has a lot more history about it is 1 Corinthians 16, 2. So all of those verifying and proving that the Sabbath is on the seventh day. And that's why the Lord is our shepherd. Uh-huh. And he's Jehovah Rahe. Yes. Because he protects, he provides, he directs, he leads, and he cares for his people. Yes. The Almighty League tenderly takes care of us Thank as you. a strong and patient shepherd. Mm. Praise God. As long as we are Oh, <laughs> uh, and 
And we who are parents and grandparents, I think, are more aware of that. When you have children, you become so more cognizant. You get smart. You know, your kids, in the, in the beginning, your kids think you're you're not very bright. You're not good at this. But as they get their own children, they begin to see how smart you were. So the things are, once you become, once you pass that, you begin to realize that we fight against God for such small things. Yes. Because if we were being and being obedient and doing what we need to be, how much better the world would look and the world would be. Yes. Well, we're going to take just a short break or do yes. what I can Let's go ahead. Do I go through? Okay. Well, um, I want to hear Yolanda Adams' victory. <laughs> I need some victory right now. Praise God. Well, we will be right back after this short break. to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702 or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501c3 nonprofit. Man, what did you give on that math test? Dude, I failed it. I got an F. Bro, it was kind of hard, but I got to be on it. I thought I knew the answers, but I missed some days from school. Were you sick? Nah, just didn't feel like coming. Look, man, every day you miss school, you fall further behind in your classes. You miss information that help you pass quizzes and tests. It's important that you come to school. Don't become a statistic. When you skip school, you miss out on your potential. For more information, contact the Leon County Schools Office of Prevention, Intervention, Equity, and Services at 487-7306. Welcome back. I love this sub- subject on uh, talking about the Sabbath. But one of the things that's really important, God asks us, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Amos 3.3. It is a scripture that is familiar to all of us. If we want to be in God's presence in this special way, no other day will do. God has set a weekly appointment with his people to meet with him for purposes pertaining to his spiritual creation. God does not specifically identify himself with any other day of the week. And he commands his people, that's me, that's pastor, that those of us who are believers of the faith, and are practicing his commandments to meet with him on no other day. These truths are so strong that God includes the Sabbath, the fourth commandment, in the 10 foundational laws governing our morality. Mm -hmm. That's that's huge. That in of itself 
tells us how much he loves us, that he wants us to be within his will. And remember now, he gave us a free will. Yes, he did. So you have the choice. The choice is yours to be in or out of his will. But he wishes, Lord, I just want to be, be in, in that, that number. number. The witness <laughs> saints <laughs> marching in. I just want to be in that number because I know that this world is only a temporary home. This is not my permanent home because right. I know when I walk through that veil that you talked mm. about earlier about the presence of God, it is going to be so awesome mm. that the things of this world mm. quickly yes. pass away. Mm. Mm. Well, I tell you, um, God, we love you and we just thank you for revealing yourself to us as we embrace you. I know that you've embraced us back. Yes. And I just thank you. I want to thank my, my wife, JC, who uh, spent time uh, uh, doing research uh, on the Sabbath because I know uh, I've had some issues this last week or so with uh, with uh, my uh, my spine and nerves and things that they nerves, meaning um, uh, circulation, neurology, all that kind of not people get neurological. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I've been blessed to uh, come August the nineteenth. Uh, JC and I will be celebrating our forty eight year. A marriage anniversary mm. and so what a blessing uh, that God pulls together when she said when two or more are together no one can bring us apart and I just ask that you join us in celebrating our 40th anniversary by making a gift uh, of four dollars and eighty cents or make a gift of forty eight dollars or a gift of $480, or an ultimate gift and sacrifice of $4,800 to Living Stones. You can either do it by writing a check and mail it to Living Stones at P.O. Box 6747, Tallahassee, Florida, 32314, yes. or go right on our website at welivingstones.org, or Cash App, uh, dollar sign, sign L Stones. 51. Right. That would be such a gift to celebrate marriage because God had been able to bless us to help a number of married yes. couples who were either pre-married, uh, wanted to get married, and we uh, coached them. Also, those who found themselves married and were having some conflicts, God put us in their midst, Father. Thank you. And they're still together. Also, those who just need a tune-up. Yeah. So I just want to thank God for uh, introducing me to this wonderful lady back in 1968. Praise God. Stay tuned. Praise God. And so if you can help us with that 48 years of, to celebrate. And somebody called me a dinosaur the other day. And I can say, you know what? It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> so if you sow into of uh, this ministry, it will be cheaper to keep her as we approach that 50 mark. Praise yes. God. 
50, half a century, and I'm all right with it. I'm okay. She's a fine young woman. She's beautiful. She's the love of my heart, and I've got a way of uh, making her so angry that steam comes out of her ears. You ever seen steam come out of people's ears? <laughs> hey, she, hey I, I still got a way of making that happen. But, you know, with so much, I'm so blessed to be with my wife. Uh, my friend, my partner, the mother, my baby mama. <laughs> it's so awesome that uh, I just need to, I pray that the love that we have can permeate through the atmosphere, yes. The atmosphere through our country. That I would like to close out with a, a national prayer that I came across that I think we all can use. Yes. And it derives out of Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Mm. If my people yes. who are called by my name yes. will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, mm. then I will hear from heaven and I will come and heal their land. Lord, we need our land healed. Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and pray thy kingdom come. Yes. Thy will be done here yes, on earth Lord. as it is in heaven. Yes. For leaders of our land, our president, our vice president, yes. our Congress, and the president's cabinets, our Supreme Court, and his justices, we pray for our governors, our mayors, and city councils, and judges, our elected and selected officials, our people, our armed forces, and their leaders, yes. and their families. Thank you. Father, we ask you to select out of all men leaders who fear God, yes. men of truth, yes. who love righteousness and justice, and who hate this honest game yes. and place them over us. We pray for these leaders to fill our places of authority, that we might have righteousness, justice, Thank and equality in our homes, our cities, yes. in our judges, in our courtrooms, our classrooms, our voting, and in our nation. We pray for their administration and for your protection yes. over them and over our Constitution over laws and over our national defense. Yes. We pray we will return to you and your word in our nation and in all nations of this world that righteousness will be exalted in all places of authority and raise your standards Thank that you we Lord. might live in peace and Thank security. Father, we pull down all unrighteousness yes. that will rear its head against your laws and authority and bind it and loose righteousness and revival. Yes. Lord. We pray for our pastors. Yes. Strengthen them, guide them, and protect them. We pray you would give them boldness and they would preach the full counsel of the Lord. Thank you. Bless our fathers our mothers, yes. our children, yes. our churches, yes. our schools, our school boards, our teachers with righteousness. Father, forgive us for aborting our babies, for divorcing yes. our husband and wives, yes. for not being submissive to each other, and for breaking your commandments, for having other gods before us, for idolatry, for taking your name in vain, 
for not keeping the Sabbath day holy, for not honoring our father and mothers, for killing each other, for committing adultery, for stealing, for lying against our neighbors, and for coveting our neighbor's possessions. Yes. Lord, we repent and humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways and seek your face and ask you to come and heal our land. For we have sinned against you yeah. and against you only have we sinned. Forgive us, our Heavenly Father, forgive us. as we forgive those who trespass against us. Teach us your ways and we will teach our children after us. In the mighty name of Yeshua, I say amen. 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 Now you see why we've been married for so long. Years. It does say the man is the head of the household and he is the leader and the pastor of this home. So, Thank Father, you. we are just grateful. Thank you, Lord. For the 48 years coming up. Praise God. And I'm grateful for having four, uh, that we have four beautiful children and eight <laughs> wonderful grandchildren. Yes. We started a thing because of all of this COVID, having conversations with them and sending them little notes and uh, funny, uh, just kind of cartoon type of things or things on, uh, I think you said the girls last time, spiders. <laughs> and they were going back and forth about not killing it or killing it, naming it, not naming it. So we are just grateful yes. that we have a lineage that we're leaving behind. Thank you, Lord. For mm. the mighty God we serve. Yes, he is. So just remember, Pastor made that request for the 48 years coming up. Yes. Uh, we would love to see it because one of the things that we do is not about us. Yes. It's about honoring our children and our families. Yes. And we just continue to do that. And God knows we have a large extended Yes, we do. <laughs> we, do. we will God. never have to worry about uh, we will die rich in spirit. <laughs> Hocken Book's another story. But we will be back next week. Yes. And we, we're not sure whether we're going to follow some history because I think it would be good yes. to start talking about, about some that things. Council in the sea. Yes. We might have to do that. Yes. Because it would follow this Sabbath story, I think, and make it very clear. Yes. So until next week, we're out. I need just a little more Jesus. I need little more Jesus. I need just a little more hey, Jesus. Hey, I need just a little more Jesus.